Welcome, everyone, to an episode of The Definitive Crusade. I'm your host, Johnny the Machine Hughes, and joining me across the pond this week, we have the returning Random Dude Josh and the ever-present Matthew. Hello. We, go. we are, how, how, how nerdy do we feel? We are ladyless. What is that about? It, it has been a while since we've... Um... It's been the dudes, the boys. Oh, as, oh, a big as, mission with the boys. As as they say in the, the UK, lads, 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 lads. <laughs> so there you go. Lads. <laughs> lads. Mm. And also, for the first time in ages, we're not talking about anyone dying. Yay! Yay! Thank God for that. All right. Okay. So we have four books to run the rule over. Um, if those were few listeners who were around last time you know full well that josh was unfortunately not available to podcast and you know the rules if you're not here you get a book chosen for you oh well <laughs> josh sir johnny sir night <laughs> sir uh, <laughs> Oh, look, night, I didn't want to be included. Okay? Night, night, to, night, to, night to King's Rook 7. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the water style. All right, okay. Um, where are we up to? So, Josh, this is your book, my friend. And I picked it yes. for you. So, it is Batman Fortress number one. Da, da, da. So let me give you the lowdown before we get into the, the, the nitty gritty. Written by Gary Witter, art by Derek, yes, that Derek of the boys, fame Robertson, uh, closed by Diego Rodriguez, and letters by Simon Borland, who you may recognize from having looked at shed loads of work over at Dynamite and other indie publishers. There you go. Cool. Take away, Josh. All right, so, okay, when, Johnny, when you told me this was going to be my book, I was unsure if it was a punishment or a pass. Oh, really? I've read this book. A couple of reasons. So, <laughs> the, the world is, for whatever reason, without power. Not sure why. Superman, we don't know where he's at. And so it's it's up to Batman to kind of figure what's going on. Now, the thing with this book, it is a lot of reading. A lot <laughs> of reading. Uh, what is that? I, I will give credit. The lettering in this is absolutely spot on. Yeah. It's that Simon Bolland all over, isn't it? He's just he is oh, yeah. one of those. I think I want to say up and coming, but he isn't. Not to people who've been following uh, comics for a while. He might be up and coming mm. to DC, but he's been around a few years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he, he did. He does a great job with this. Um, I thought the artwork was, was actually pretty good, considering this is wall to wall color. Mm -hmm. uh, for it being very dark within the world, uh, the color sure pops in this. Mm -hmm. um, 
all in all, it wasn't a bad read. And I say that just a long read. It was a lot of reading. <laughs> um, the one moment that that I really appreciated the most was the conversation between Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Uh, specifically, um, Batman asking Jim if he's okay. Oh, and it really shows the the level of friendship that they have, you know, and, and the fact that even Jim re- recognizes that, saying, "You know, you're the only person who's asked me that." What are friends mm-hmm. for? Well, as close as friends as they can get, between you know, when one of them is wearing a mask. All, all things yeah. considered. Um, but that that moment really stood out. Um, the one thing that was kind of weird, um, and it's on this panel right here. Where's the rest of Batman's body? Yeah, his legs. He's all big and bulky. He is. His arm is here. There's nothing in the background. I realize it's probably his leg kicking out because he's about to jump. Yeah, there should be a little foot. That, that, yeah, to, or he's trying to be a bat. He's flapping his wings. Uh, oh jeez! <laughs> uh. <laughs> <That's bad. sighs> I'm <laughs> <Last Where's my laughs> I can't. We missed you. Can't even. I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, mo- moving along. Oh, man, man. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna See? die now. See, we've, we've, we've made his eyes kick in. Excellent. Hey. Um, I mean, it, it really was not a bad reading. Uh, this is definitely setting the stage for the rest of the story, so I can't completely pass total judgment on if it's good or bad um, because I I need to read more and where this is just issue number one. You know, we okay. gotta, cool. gotta stick with it. So, All right. That's an interesting take. Matthew, what was your thoughts on this book? Uh, keep it on this page. Or just immediately change it. That's fine too. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's it, it. This this scene in particular bothered me because all these people just got released from Arkham, and you know, the very first thing that Penguin, who is who, I've always you know been led to believe is one of the more, not really civil but civilized refined. Uh, villains. Refined. 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 Gets released out of prison and just immediately finds some random woman and starts drowning her. Wow, that wow, does. Wow! I don't, wow, 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 wow. I, I don't know. It may fit the character. It may. It may just be me, but for me, it doesn't seem right that they chose to pick Cobblepot for that one. Now, it, it was kind of funny, you know, the the, the sea shanty that. That he's seen while he's drowning her. That's kind of like, haha, yeah, farewell, Nadu, Spanish ladies. Wait, I'm sorry. How was that again? One more time. Okay. Gotta get it recorded for your for your uh, sound button, soundboard. 
Uh, no, that'll be your text message tone when. Oh yes, <laughs> even better. Uh, can my be can my be lads 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 now then please? <laughs> yes, <laughs> lads lads lads. Um, but there's, I that my my biggest issue was just that it was just a lot of text. I I agree with Josh. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't a terrible read. It was just a lot a lot of wordage to go through. Uh, the scene where this uh, Joker-esque character here, he's like, ah, but screw it, let's just cap one for fun. And then Batman demolishes them. You know, it's, yeah, I give it a solid five out of ten. It's, it's, it's Gotham. It's a read. And it definitely sets the stage up for what's coming. Uh, because as we saw near the end of the book, you know, there's some kind of extra, extraterrestrial power that shut down all the power all over the world. Uh, communications are all down. Clark is missing. Uh, just just something's happening, and it's helping set the stage for that. And so will we, will we see it in the next issue of what's going on? Who knows? It may just be more set up. Uh, it may do like a uh, where's Clark thing. now kind of thing. So. <laughs> Hush. Gosh. All right. Okay. So, but true. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yes. Um, all right. So here we go. Let's get, let's get to the nitty gritty on this then, right? So the story begins. We've got a power outage. Arkham inmates have ran amok and are now busting out of Gotham like nobody's business. And there's an alien invasion all in one night. Come on. So much. So much things. It's like, come on. Really? All of that? In one night, oh, what is this? Is this an Arkham game? No. So there's just too much going on. Matthew, you want to jump in? I I forgot to mention the biggest thing that bothered me, and it's the scene where him and Jim Gordon are are talking. If you want to go over to that scene real quick, and you'll see what I mean in just a second. The chin, John? the mighty chin. <laughs> has made its reappearance. Just right here? the giant butt chin. Yeah, the giant butt chin, just super emphasized. It it threw me off. <laughs> mm, okay. If you if you if you ever watched uh if you ever watched uh what's what's what was the show? What was the show? Timmy Turner. Fairly odd parents. Fairly odd parents. There's a character in there named the Crimson Chin, who his whole thing is that his chin is so large and powerful. And that's that's just what it reminded me of. Cool, thank you. Um, I'll, I'll, so... be quiet. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. Uh, okay, where's that mute button? Um, right. So for me, story wise, this is it's on my end. Time. I can do it. Hey, so, man. anyways, as I was saying earlier. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this is a hard pass for me. There's just there's just too many coincidences going on. Um, my other question would be: Does anybody miss Alfred? Anybody? Alfred was in there. Yeah, I know. I'm. I know he's in there. I'm saying, does anybody miss him now that he's been, you know, 86 by Tom King? Does anyone miss him? No, you don't miss him because he's in every other bat book. That's why you don't That's miss true. him. It's like the dude's dead. Move on. Yeah. And you've got Commissioner Gordon as Commissioner Police Chief, which he hasn't been around for for since he got infected by the Batman who laughed. So. This is obviously a retro story or a story out of continuity. And if that's the case, I don't care about it. I really don't care. There is 
I don't know what's going on with publishers that make them think that people want to read out of sync stories all the time. It's like, come on already. The art by Derek Robertson, he's a superstar. Yet the book here, the art, as you said, Matthew, he's got big chins going on. It just, for me, it reminds me of Paul Galousey's work, who, which, by the way, I prefer. So if you're Paul Galousey, go back, look at Prey from the Dark Legends of the Dark Knight, circa issue, I'm going to say it's something like 11 through 15. I took, take a guess on that one. Um, the colours look great, as Josh mentioned. For me, this is just no, this is just another cash bat book. You know, instead of cash cow, cash bat, that's what happens. Isn't, let's have a, isn't let's that have a most book. of the bat books are now? Well, no, because we've got one that's absolutely killing it right now, and we're going to talk about that in a little while. But for me, this is like no, it's there's no ramifications uh, to it. There's nothing going on. I can the, the, the dialogue about um, it's just stupid dialogue. Like, well, how many cars did you have to radios did you have to break? Well, every radio comes from a car, so does that answer your question? Well, no, it doesn't because you asked how many, not where. Hello, yeah. Commissioner. This is why you can't work out that Bruce Wayne's Batman because you don't listen to shit going on. <laughs> this is why you're dumb. <laughs> It's like, what? It, it, stuff like this annoys me. You know, it's like, what are we having for tea? Well, we've got pizza in the freezer. Right, are we having pizza? No, we're having spaghetti. Right, so there's a little question. Answer it. How hard is that? See, I have to do this. I have to do this because Freya's not here. So, Freya, if you listen back to this show, I'm doing this for you, girl. Yes, I oh. am. The, re the reason I pointed out the chin was because of, I was like, I have to keep something for Freya for each each different one. And yeah, Freya yeah. definitely pointed yeah. that out. <laughs> the butt cheek for the butt chin. The butt so, chin. but for me, no, I'm like, nah, stuff like this. No, no, I'm, no, girl. No, it's just, as I said, too much going on. I, I get there's no power. Great. Th that's a story in itself. Arkham breaking out. Well, I've seen that in Batman 400. I've seen it in Batman where, um, for 90s something where they start the whole breaking of the bat we've seen it Arkham, recently Arkham. We've, we've, we've seen it recently on um on a day where the joker released the gas in arkham which brought, burned down arkham that built the tower so what makes you think dc i want to see another story where inmates from arkham bust out i'm surprised arkham is still functioning how often it gets broken out of <sighs> Any normal, any normal asylum or prison, if it had a breakout every other week, I don't, I, I don't think they'd be open very much. There, there's an oxymoron. Normal, normal asylum. Right. <laughs> <Lola>. <laughs> oh know, bless, bless. Sorry. Um, all right. Busy. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. All right. <sighs> Just remember to breathe. Catch, catch your breath, because <laughs> this next one's gonna be. Zen. All right, okay, <laughs> let's hit it. So this next one up is Freya's choice. Freya, you know the rules. You made us read this. Just saying. All right. It is DC versus Vamps. This is the Hunter's one shot. And behind this, can we say a very red cover? Um, we mm -hmm. have the writing of Matthew Rosenberg, art by Neil. Um, I want to say Gouge. Um, Gouge. 
Goosh. I've typed my notes. It says Google. Obviously, my autocorrect has worked there. Well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how we get to work. Um, Colors, Antonio Fabella, and letters by. Help me out. Who's the letters? I've got. It's someone called me. Oh, let, let me check. Let me check my notes. Oh man. Sorry. What? Can't be John Boy. Letters. By Troy Petiri? Is it? Troy Petiri. You know what? I, 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 I Hold think... on. Let, let, let me bring the book up my side. Yeah, I, I've got it. I've got it up. It's, it's right here. What is by Troy Petiri? I'll, I'll even zoom in. It is Troy Petiri. Excellent. We'll okay. Yeah. There, cool. there you go. Boom. All right. Brilliant. My auto connect correct is on full, full whack for that. All mm-hmm. right. So this is Freya's choice. Um, Matthew, you can start us off on this one then. Uh, first thing I have to say about this one is that I, I love the DC versus Vampire series. Absolutely killing it. Absolutely, kill, literally and figuratively killing it. Um, In but a good way, the, bad way. Eh, the the thing that gets me about this book in particular is just the change in uh, the illustrator, the artist. Uh, yeah. Neil Gouge was the uh, lead illustrator for this i believe for the main series it's otto schmidt uh, if i remember correctly you do indeed remember correctly sir well fantastic done. well um, done hey <laughs> maybe maybe if i keep this up i'll actually win a jeopardy who knows <laughs> uh, <Nope. laughs> just saying you got me you got me but um it's i oh Okay, I guess I should start how I always do. Uh, the story follows uh, Damien, Robin, uh, after he has been turned. If you have been re- reading the issues uh, in the last issue, uh, DC versus Vampires number six, uh, at the very end of it, the big bad, the Lord of Vampires, was revealed to be Dick Grayson. <gasps> I know. Richard, uh, you are such a dick. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> he he ended up killing Bruce. Uh, he ended up killing Bruce. He ripped out, literally ripped out his heart. Um, killed killed Bruce Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. Who the killed Jason right? Todd uh, and ended up yes. turning and ended up turning uh, Damien into a vampire. And this story follows Damien uh, as we see, and it, it's him hunting down the Martian Manhunter at the very beginning. And then we see later on that it's a ruse. He's not actually hunting him, but it turns out Damien is trying to save the uh, non-vampire heroes or what little they are uh, left. Um, and he is fighting back against his vampirism by drinking pig's blood or other alternatives rather than hunting humans down because he is on a mission to save humanity rather than uh, having them you know, be turned into vampires like Dick Grayson once. Um, and he's doing this purely purely out of spite, which I highly respect. He's like, you can <laughs> later in the book, Damien's like, why? or Dick's like, why are you doing this? He's like, you killed my father. He was a father to me too. No, 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 he wasn't. <laughs> and so he's doing it purely out of spite, which I highly respect. And um, it's following his story. Uh, it's 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 not as good as the regular DC First Vampires, uh, just from the change in artwork, which the artwork isn't bad. 
it's 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 in my personal opinion it's not bad uh, i don't like how they did martian manhunter like in this one panel right here mm-hmm. where his chin is super pronounced and his mouth is have you got to think it about made, chins? Is this is this like a thing? It, look, look, the thing the thing about chins is that they're really hard to get right. If you do them too shallow or too long, it's very pronounced in a comic, and it doesn't it makes your characters not look human. Well, he's not human. The title of this episode: uh, Revenge of the Butt Chin. Yes, he's not human, he's not human for a start. He's a Martian. So there you go. Well, I know, I know. That's, that's what I was going to say. If you may be a Martian, that's why his chin is messed up. Who knows? Hey, um, hey Johnny, but, just oh. imagine the the Earth gets invaded, and the aliens that invade the Earth all have butt chins. Matthew's going to lose his shit. <laughs> At least we're all places seen, where look, the park men in, bikes. Men in Black <laughs> 2. <laughs> men in Black 2, the Bolanchinians, <laughs> the world's just going to be overrun by them. <laughs> um, but anyways, but we see we see the same issue with Alfred as well. His chain is super pronounced. But anyway, that's my that's my biggest picky thing. Uh, that and the fact that Dick Grayson does not look like Dick Grayson. Uh, his facial structure has also changed. But it's purely because there's a different artist. There's a different artist. There's a different illustrator. Uh, Dick Grayson has definitely taken up more of a... Uh, Shaft of was, What's what's the word I'm looking for? Edgy, edgy Shaft. look in this. Uh, he's you know he's covered in belts. He's got black leather on. He's super dark. Uh, We're not saying he's edgy, but if he went any further, it'd be an image book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, but we see in the book where Damien is trying to take him down because he killed Bruce, and he's all about revenge. And that's kind of what this takes over. Uh, but turns out Dick Grayson actually knew about Damien's little secret hideaway of heroes. And while Damien was attacking him, he ended up sending a team down to kill everybody down, down below, which they almost succeed. But uh, Damien saves the day and ends up getting hurt really bad in the process. And Dick Grayson and Alfred actually end up talking. And he's like, well, Alfred, I actually want you to look after Damien. This is the last chance you'll ever get to see me and ever get to come at me. And he chose to give it up to save you. I want you to take care of the boy because he may be your last hope. Uh, so we see we see some kind of humanity left in Dick Grayson in this. It's, uh, it's nice. And so yeah. Alfred ends up um, giving Damien some of his blood and then taking him off into the distance. And that's kind of how the book ends. Uh, there's, there's my biggest thing is just it, it, my biggest problem with this book all sums up to just it being a different artist and it's just yeah. his artistic choice in this. Uh, there's a few panels that are wordy, but it's, I read this after reading Fortress, so it wasn't really as bad. <laughs> so it wasn't wordy at all, then, right? It, it wasn't wordy at all, compared comparatively. Um, I, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Seven out of ten for me, but it's not. It's not following the main storyline. This is a spinoff. Of the seventh issue. They they took a brief hiatus, and the seventh issue is supposed to be coming out in the next couple months or so, if I read correctly. So hashtag, hashtag DC late. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Um, Josh, what was your take on this book? Well, continuing with what. Matthew said it definitely was uh, 
less wordy. Mm-hmm. I too read this after reading Batman Fortress, and so <laughs> it was a breeze. Um, uh, and the artwork on this really had more of a Teen Titans Go feel for me. So you loved it then? No, being hammered, you Teen Titans. Teen Titans Go. Hey, I, I don't know. There was <laughs> that's an inside I, I joke. To... If you want to know, go check out older episodes. <laughs> I think people know. You know, I, I do like the style Teen of Titans. Black yes, Mask we on this. We like I said Black, Black Mask was cool. I agree. I like Black, Black Mask in this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm happy that it's a one shot. Um, I did find it interesting that with Dick Grayson's um, fetish outfit, he's got the red Nightwing logo on the front, but then when you see on the back, it'll actually be the blue. Um, right. Let me get to it here at the end. Yep, right there. Uh, right, right. right there. Like that. Why, why choose the two? I don't understand. But all in all, um, the action sequence on this panel where Damien is just going stab heavy. No, this that was so much fun to read. It was just great. I enjoyed this next one, the elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) elevator one was great too. I mean, it it shows how quick and agile Damien is. And of course, his part is augmented, isn't he? Because he's he's a vampire, well. so he's even more fast. He's got he's got the the powers oh, of a vampire mixed with the training of Rachel Ghoul. This this page is what made the book entertaining for me. Other than that, hmm, eh. interesting. Okay, so. Before we take a break, we'll have a quick run through this for me. When I first looked at this book, I was very much of uh, Matthew's frame of mind on this. The art's totally different from Otto Smith's. I love the the Smith work on the book, the main book. Uh, So I really wanted to hate this book. Um, But by the time I'd finished, I'd enjoyed it more than I really should have, considering it is just yet another, uh, you are both, Batman's son's rhetoric, which is almost as used uh, as many times as the parents getting shot, to mm-hmm. be honest. You know, it's like every <coughs> single time. It's like, do these have not, do the guys have nothing else to talk about at all? It's like, hey, Bruce, how's your parents? Hey, David, <laughs> you, you know you're the real son. It's like every single time. Uh, I don't know. I also don't. It, it'd funny, be like but, Krypton exploding again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not fully convinced that Damien has that level of compassion. If you're turned into a supernatural killer machine like a vampire and you already have assassin training from the League of Shadows or the League of Assassins, then pretty much I'm betting my money that he's going to go stab Happy. <laughs> you know, well, I'm... he does have Alfred with him. That's that's the biggest thing. Oh, Alfred. Alfred. Alfred, who's not dead. But died. Amazing that another book with Alfred in. 
and and oh, died in front of Damien. That scarred Damien more. Yeah, but we did see in the previous issues that Alfred was still alive when they were leaving. Yes, so, I know. Uh, my, my point is that for some reason, <laughs> DC have decided to kill Alfred because it has an impact on Batman, and then every other alternative book, Alfred around. It's like, what's the point? What is the point? Um, the elevator pitch is my favorite part of this whole book. Um, I had to double double clutch when the guys were fighting on the ledge and then they go into the room and there's a big TV on there. I'm like, wait a second, what's happened here? So I had to go back a few pages to realize that they've walked through the room to get, and I was like, that really doesn't work well um, from, a, from a background point of view. If you're moving through panels, you want to see that movement. It just seemed a little bit sudden, a shift uh, yeah. for me. Um, but no, as I said, I, like Matthew, I'm, I'm enjoying the main book. Um, I'm disappointed it's taken hiatus for a little bit. Um, but for this for this one, I'm, I'm, I'd be quite happy to miss it, to be honest, because it has no impact one way or the other. Other than explain why Damien's not going to be in the next few books or so. Unless, mm-hmm. of course, he is. I, I mean, continuity, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, what's the point? All right, there you go. Two down, two to go. It's advert time. Joshua, it's on you. Pick your poison, sir. All right, here we go. <laughs> There you go, No Price Podcast, our sister show, all about the Marvel Universe, Disney Plus, and of course the MCU. Check it out for all your Doctor Strange and your Obi-Wan news. I'm sure the guys will be talking about that uh, as it ships or drops alternate Tuesdays. So there you go. Cool. Dude, I'm excited for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, I, first, I never... I've seen uh, the first two already. So I haven't seen it yet. Because I don't have business yeah, books, I, but I'm excited to. I have to. I have to find a way to watch it. Okay, well, I'm excited. For I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to keep Stum on that one. <laughs> so, so I've already seen so many spoilers, and it's all over the internet, and it makes yeah. me so angry. Hard to see. Obi Wan is. Mm, there you go. <laughs> all right, on to our next book, um, and. For those of you who want to know how this show works, uh, we just make it up on the flat. No, I'm joking. There's a little <laughs> bit. Of, there's a little. There's a little bit of planning goes into this. So basically, the way it works is we get our books. We all nominate a book, or I pick a book for the whole gang if it's an event book. Um, then I have to pester people to pick their books. Just the way it is. I normally um, don't pick mine to the last. And minute. then, yeah, thanks. And then. Um, I called this. I said this is the book that Matthew would choose, and I pr- I was proven right. So it just just goes to show. Not um, not because of the reason you assumed I would pick it, but you just just say just say these following words. Yes, yes, machine. You were right. That's it. No. Oh. Oh, okay. So you didn't pick this book. Oh, I did. Well, there you go. I'm right. Okay. 
<laughs> we are talking about, of course, Task Force Z or Task Force Z, depending mm -hmm. on which part of the world you are. This is number eight, um, written by Matthew Rosenberg again. He's getting around, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's getting around. Um, is this, is it? Maya Marini is uh, an art with Jack Herbert and Vincente Safuentes, colors by Adriana Lucas, and letters are by Rob Lee. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Cool, excellent. My uh, pronunciation is getting worse. All right, Matthew. Here comes the page. Uh, well, you'll never, uh, you'll never know if you keep cracking jokes about that. Why are you, <laughs> I would go with it too if it wasn't for you pesky kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew, take it away, sir. All right, so Task Force C. So as he said, this is written by Mr. Rosenberg as well. So he's leading the, the charge on uh, DC versus Vamps and with Task Force C. Both issues are very, very well done. Uh, this one released last October as part of their Halloween issue, and I kind of went with it at first because I was like, oh, it's a Red Hood book, it's zombies, it's fits the Halloween. But I actually fell in love with the series and how it's oh, going um love. so uh i'm josh i'm gonna i'm just gonna ignore you anyways <laughs> so we're following the big, the big thing about this the big thing about this is that uh jason todd the red hood is leading a team of undead uh monsters warriors fighters as kind of its own suicide squad task force z z um ha, look at that some english broke in there hey <laughs> uh, and his whole shtick is that the way they're keeping these undead people alive is through the lazarus project which is where they inject a little bit of the, this lazarus serum or make them ingest pills and he 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 leaves his team it's like i said it's kind of a kind of its own suicide squad i had to i had missed the last two issues so i had to go back and reread to kind of catch up what's going on but Whoa, we see that here doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like love to me does it i i look I i've mean, got a lot of things going on so i did kind of forget it existed <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I love this between, book so much i forgot about between it. everyday life <laughs> and this i kind of had focus more on everyday life fair enough fair enough i am being a tad facetious i apologize uh, a tad a tad the last uh episode that I talked about this, we had just figured out that uh, Harvey Dent, Two-Face, was the one leading the shots behind the scenes, the ones that was kind of uh, giving Red Hood his orders about this whole thing. Uh, then when I went back to reread it, it turns out uh, Red Hood had given Batman some of the Lazarus serum to look at, experiment on, and they're both trying to figure things out because there's an even shadier person behind all of this someone we know by the name of waller who is behind everything shady in the dc universe because she's just she has her fingers in all the pies she has all of her notes across the board just everywhere and so they're trying to figure out exactly what's going on and uh they found out that waller had two different teams working on the same thing and uh now she's trying to essentially scrub both of them and Harvey is trying to steal all the serum from the other side so that way he can get his uh, powers, you know, or his people alive and continue doing his whole thing. 
But it turns out the uh, there's another contester because there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, the person who has been with Task Force Z the whole time, Mr. Bloom, is also running his own shtick, his own little gig. Uh, and he's betrayed them all, and he's stolen all the serum. <sighs> which really sucks for Task Force Z because they are completely out, and they just waged war on the other side the the um the other group that i'm obviously forgetting the name of because it was a long name and it wasn't very memorable um it was a it was just a different task force it was just a different task force made up of similar like kg beast is on the other task force um and it's it's i don't know but uh now, now, if they all die, they have no way to save themselves because they are out of the Lazarus formula. And so this whole episode, this whole issue is focused around Red Hood trying to distract Batman because he's trying to distract him so he can sneak back into uh, the Batcave and take his formula back so that way he can then provide his team with enough serum to essentially survive. But also throughout the panel, Powers International is the other group. Powers International is the other group. I just happened to see the other the other thing. Um, all throughout this panel, we see Mr. Bloom running his own experiments uh, because he's psychotic. And he's running like, he's essentially torturing um, Kirk Langstrom, otherwise known as the Man Bat, uh, running like six different experiments at the same time. And he's going crazy. Uh, Jason Todd is just playing coy with Barbara. And trying to steal the serum back while Task Force Zed is distracting Batman. There's a whole, there's a lot. So if you if you pick this issue up and didn't hadn't read through anything, you really wouldn't. That's the biggest downfall of this book right here. So like I said, I had to go back to read reread the issues that I missed. Um, and there's there's a lot going on that if you just pick this up off the shelf, it's like, huh, what's going on? You want to know? You want to know? Uh, and that's that's the biggest downfall of this. Knowing knowing since I went back and read through the books that I missed, uh, and I know what's going on, I enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, the artwork is still they're still killing it with the artwork. The the you know being light and vibrant in their coloring, while still maintaining that dark essence. Like right here with Kirk Langstrom, we see uh, his face discontorting. Uh, we see uh, was it this one? Yeah, this one. Uh, when he fully reversed, no, no, sorry, the last issue, the last issue, they fully reversed the man bat serum or uh, physiology that was going on, and he was essentially mm. a zombie, uh, looking just like a zombie, but he is fully conscious and he's fully aware, and he's like, "What's going on? Why do I look like this?" And he's freaking out. Uh, while Mister Bloom's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll take good care of you," and just. It's, it, Mr. Bloom is going to be the main antagonist through all of this, in my opinion. It's going to cultivate into with him being the final boss, so to cultivate. speak. Cultivate. Good one. Good one. Like that. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. I was, going for, I was going for culminate, but cultivate worked as well. So I, <laughs> never, never a true word said. Oh, sorry. I, I took cultivate in a different, different way, you know, searching my library for. Two basic lands, put one on the battlefield, one in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this oh. issue will cut down his reach into the <laughs> That's a joke for you MTG fans. 
Yep. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> All right, okay. Oh my god. Lugs, 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 lugs. Lugs, 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 lugs. Ox, 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 ox. But yeah, I, I enjoyed I, it. Right, cool, I, cool. I enjoyed the book, 7 out of 10. Like I said, I've been really, really enjoying the series. But if you just pick this up off the shelf, you wouldn't know what's going on with it. Oh, but the okay. fact that Bane's back, uh, Jason had re-killed uh, Bane because Bane had, you know, this one actually follows the continuity. Alfred this, is dead in this issue. Is Bane but, actually in this book? Bane, uh, Bane makes like a side appearance. He's so, right next. <laughs> but, the, but the fact, but the fact that they had, I had to say something because he's on the cover. He's playing dolls, and so he's he's back on the team. Even though in the previous issue, Jason had thrown him off a building, smashed him with the car, just completely decimated him, and they brought him back to life. Uh, but I do have to say, you know, Johnny. Earlier, you're talking about continuity things really bothering you. Mm -hmm. This one does stay with the continuity. Alfred is dead with this one. Yeah, yeah. So. Doing the new, doing the new cave rather than the old one. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Josh, what was your take I'll on this? <laughs> Good, thank you. Well said. I can tell you really like this book, even if you missed a few issues. All right, okay. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> this, this one was all over the place for me. Um, I, I'm with Matthew that well. Okay, so with Amanda Waller, when are, when are people going to figure out that she's the worst project manager on the planet? <laughs> Every team that she puts together just flops, and she has to scrub everything. Like, I'm sorry, yep. her track record is not that good, so why do we keep having Amanda Waller in this? Um, good question. Good question. I... I personally love how they designed Barbara in this, but I'm a sucker mm -hmm. for redheads. So, you know, it's Barbara. Um, I personally enjoyed the the squabble between Nightwing and Red Hood. Mm -hmm. The That whole part of it was just fun. Seeing, you know, Tim Drake in there, Batwoman in there, um, I did get a kick out of um, Jason giving him Isn't hell for not bringing the entire bat. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Isn't it Batgirl? No, it's Batwoman. Bat Woman. Isn't, it, isn't it Cass? Bat Woman. It, I thought I was, I was thinking it was Cass. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cass. Oh, it's Cass. Okay. Um, which which makes bat, me laugh. The Bat family is now growing even more. It's, yeah. We need a flow chart at this point. Um, and I still get a kick out of the fact that Red Hood's main weapon in here is a crowbar. Which he he makes a point of. They're all like, it's morbid that you're using crowbars. And he's like, the crowbar didn't kill me. It was a bomb. <laughs> so. mm, true, but still. Mm. I find it, find it humorous. Um, I find the fact, I find it humorous that during the fight they were like, uh, you guys don't scare me. And then Cass appears and he's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. I I thought the artwork was was great. I enjoyed it in, in this book. Um, but aside from that, I would agree with Matthew. If you haven't read the previous issues and you're just picking this one up, you're going to be very confused as to what's going on. 
All right. Okay. And and the machine was right. <laughs> Look, I, I never said he was wrong. I said that I did not pick it up for the reason he thought I would pick it up because he you never asked me. You never asked me what the reason was. He, he, you always allude to the fact that since I'm a Red Hood fan, as soon as his Red Hood book out, you're yeah. like, he's going to pick that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I do. Think, you give me, you give me crap I, for it all the time. I, I thought you would pick this book because you've picked the book in the past, mm-hmm. and I know how much you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I was going with. And mm-hmm. It's got a Red Hood thing, and so what? Right, my shouts. Okay, if the Red Hood is this good that he can play Oracle, beat Nightwing, beat Robin and beat Cass, then why doesn't he have his own book? Why isn't he Batman? That's right, because he isn't. This book is lazy writing. Jason Todd is not that good. He cannot take down all those members of the Bat family. He even says, oh shit, when Cass turns up, and then beats her. It's like, Cass, come on, really? All to prove a point. You know what? All to move the story along. Pass, forget it. If you want to try and make characters work, fine, make characters work. It doesn't mean you have to make all the other characters suddenly crap at what they do, which is essentially mm-hmm. what happens in this book. Nightwing can't get out of the way of a, uh, a train by himself. Robin gets his nose broken. It's, uh, Cass gets electrocuted, even though he, she knows fantastic body language. Come on, these characters are not stupid. These characters are successful at what they do. Red Hood cannot take all of them down. It's that simple. This book makes no sense. The best book, part of this book is Bloom and the in Langstrom. It's like the, the way Langstrom's like, no, he's really torturing me. No, it's five times. And the, Bloom's like, no, it's six. He doesn't know about the parasite. That's great. That's funny. Yeah, that, that makes you think, ooh. Yeah. But the rest of it, come on, really? If the Red Hood could be that good, why'd you get killed in the first place? And why does kid. Jason always have to go back to the Lazarus pit? Why are they it's, always uh, having it's to... Just, it's, it doesn't matter if he's a kid. The, the fact that he was written as a kid back then is absolutely the way it should have played. And even now, it's no way, she, no, way, no way he can beat all those people. Not even close. Don't get me wrong, he can probably take on, probably take out Tim. Yeah, because he's right. Tim's the boring one. Um... We can't beat Cass. No way. No. Batman can barely beat Cass. So, lazy writing. I'm really disappointed in Matthew Rosenberg. I really like his work on the DC Vampires book. And I loved his stuff on when he was on Uncanny X-Men. An unsung hero for that book. Getting the X-Men back up to where they needed to be before Hickman took over. But for me, nah. This Task Force C, done. Isn't it Sorry. interesting where writers jump between characters or franchises and they knock it out of the park in one and completely yeah. bomb it in the other. Yeah, I think I think that really alludes to certain writers matching certain characters. I mean we talk about mm. we talked about how much I love the Supergirl book by Tom King. And yet we we whinge the Batman Catwoman's going nowhere. You know, so yeah. you know how can how can Tom King dropped something as good as the Vision miniseries, and then the Mister Miracle one after that, then Supergirl, and then sucks so bad on Batman Catwoman. It's it it it's odd. It's a very odd thing. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Rant over. Hey, it's my turn. 
And uh, I can see Matthew looking there thinking, right, I'm going to rant at this book now. Just you wait. I can see oh, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll let you off there. I'll let you off. All right, I've, here we I've go. I've been talking a lot this episode. Uh, I've been talking a lot. So. No, no. Made valid points. Here we go. This is Detective Comics 1060. This is my choice. Um, I picked this book purely for the fact that it's fantastic. It's written by Mariko Tamaki and Nadia Shamas. I by uh, Ivan Reese or Reyes, if you put, depending on how you pronounce it. Inks by Daniel Mickey. Uh, colors by Brad Anderson. Letters by Ariana Mayer. Check it out. There you go. Who'd have thunk that Dum Dum Duggan was it going to be in the DC universe? And everyone's like, who who is Dum Dum Duggan? You must remember Dum Dum, surely. He's one of the Howland Commandos. Um, and in case you're wondering who that is, there you go. He that's him there. There you go. From the Captain America movie. So there you go. Dum Dum Duggan is in the DC universe. So so we got Dum Dum Duggan and Judge Death in the DC universe. Pretty much how it works. Um, this is a continuation of the last story, last issue, I should say. Um, we're finding out there are more civilian killers. Before we get into the story, does anybody notice that Jessica Cruz is in the Dark Crisis advert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. She's a yellow lad. I don't know why they've got her in green. Don't know, but hey-ho. Hopefully they bring her back to the fold. Um, so here we go. So Bruce is on a, a date with uh, young Caroline. I want to say Caroline. It could look like Rachel from the year two book of uh, around Detective mm. 575. Um, that's Rachel Caspian, which was the um, precursor to Andrea Beaumont from The Mask of the Phantasm. So, Well, your um, first guess was right. It was Caroline. I know, I, I know it's Caroline. I'm saying she looks like Rachel Caspian. Okay. And, for, and for my point, glad you mentioned that. Sure. Because I have done my homework on this. Who the fuck is her? What? And there you go from Detective Johnny Five. Doing homework? Yeah, no. From Detective Five Seven Five. Ah, yep. Fair enough. Fair there enough. You go. What's that? Rachel. You write... Rachel. What's that machine you write again? I... All right. Okay. Cool. I'll I have yet to say it. I just said. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> boo Matthew. Tickety boo <laughs> Um, I love this book. I'm not going to say a lot about it. Primarily because the art rocks, the story rocks. It's a detective story. We have lots of stuff going on. Really nice panel um, coming up. Mm -hmm. Boom, there you go. Mm, Look at yeah. that panel. Yeah. Um, nice little Batman Dark Knight look there as he's doing his fly glidey stuff. Mm -hmm. um, if there's anything that I would say about this art, is that it is a little bit. Um, homage in places so you've got the aforementioned dum dum duggan you've got the um the alan davis look for rachel uh if you look at some of the faces and some of the body lines of the characters you can see some greg capullo in there um so i think it's kind of like a mix of different things um, a little bit but, of jim lee in there too yeah definitely but for me this book absolutely rocks this is what detective comics should be about um it is purely for this um it looks great it looks great it, it reads it reads great it reads proper like a proper batman comic book should be no bells no whistles taking it down to the the deconstruction 
of a, of a, a good detective story. Um, you do get a backup in this. You get the Gotham Girl Interrupted um, continuation there. Who killed her drama teacher? It's up to you to find out. To be fair, the main pull of this is this this fantastic art. So there you go. That's my two cents. Uh, Josh, would you like to take it from there, please? I I love the art in this. I mm-hmm. it was bang on, fantastic. Um, I like this style of Riddler. I mean, dum dum dugan. Um, <laughs> and I'd I'd be fine with them continuing this style mm-hmm. for Riddler. Um, just continue the Batman who laughs. I mean, Judge Death, but we can we can keep this Riddler. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that we also see that. Batman has multiple areas throughout the city mm-hmm. where he's able to do his detective work. I mean, the, yeah. the garage, which is like a, a, a micro bat cave, mm-hmm. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Good call. Good it call. just shows how how much he is planned ahead. He's not always running, you know, to the outskirts yeah. of Gotham to head to the to the bat cave. He has mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. locations. Uh, throughout the cool. city yeah oh good shout um uh, I, I like the conversation between him and talia oh yes that's a good shout um, that? you, you really can't th- there's just something about the the conversations that they have with each other yeah um you know batman trying to be his, his interrogating in, in interrogation mode but deep down inside, you can tell Talia's got him wrapped around her finger. Yeah, pretty much. Good job. Good job. Yeah. So okay. I that that whole scene was was just fun to read, um, and them being co-parents. It's um, mm. it's funny because we looked at the first book, the Batman Fortress book, and there's lots of stuff going on in that. This book shows how you can have different storylines going on and how best to pull them entwine them rather than just throw everything at the, at the wall and hope it sticks at least yep. for me that's that was the point that i was going to make oh sorry man <laughs> no, no you're good you're good you're good okay cool you're, so, you, you said it correctly it, it this is how this is how you do that whole shtick of having multiple storylines going at once but not feel like it's all shoved in there it's just That's slight slight allusions to each different story as it goes through through the book cool. um Go on, Matthew. we uh, i ended up picking up the first issue of this so we ended up reading the first issue and uh, we we were kind of alluded to the fact that uh caroline was going to be kind of uh shady kind of shady you know there yeah. was she was in the hospital and so something you, we could sense there was a spark going on between her and Bruce about them reconnecting. Uh, but there was also some signs that, you know, she didn't, she wasn't totally on the side of justice and good. And so this, the fact that she ends up getting one of these letters, uh, we, we could see that coming, yep. um, but it was still really well done how they did it. Um, yeah. I'm, it's like, go on. Sorry. 
I, I really, I really enjoy that. I'm with kind of what uh, Josh had said this or you and Josh both said, uh, this is how a detective comic should read. Uh, if for those out there who played like uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, that's what this reminds me of. It still has that dark yeah. and grittiness to it, yeah, but joke. it's, mm -hmm. it's focused purely on Batman solving the puzzle, putting clues together, which is something that I absolutely love about batman that's my favorite yeah. aspect about batman is that he's the world's greatest detective for a reason it's not always about him fighting people and mm -hmm. uh doing good versus evil stuff so it's always about him, the joker or always right. about the joker i know <laughs> so the fact that they're using the riddler in this makes me so happy so happy because yeah. we haven't seen a good story with edward nigma in a while yeah so it's good call it's it's really really well done uh my biggest complaint is and it's something that you know all artists struggle with is that hands if you right. ever try to draw hands it's really difficult so if you look at the opening like the cover of the book if you go back to the cover of the book it looks like batman's fingers are broken with how two of them uh, are facing this yeah. way and then two of them are facing this way yeah, it it looks more like a claw than a hand. Yeah, but like I said, hands are. Are, are you sure that's not Doctor Claw from ah! Inspector Gadget? <laughs> Maybe it'd be weird if he was making an appearance in this. But and then, John, then it Johnny's an shaking. <laughs> Johnny's shaking his head in disappointment over my comments. Yeah, no, no, but, I'm good. I'm good. But as we as we see <laughs> through the story, we're getting closer and closer to finding the puzzle uh, that the Riddler is putting forth, you know, when is a murderer not a murderer? It's the same resounding question that's been playing through since the last issue. Uh, and we also get to see some of the compassion that he's not just Batman, he's also human, as in with the conversation he was holding with Talia. Yeah. It's it's just really well written. I think, really well written, really well drawn. Yeah. Good story. For me, I think some of those quieter moments in the book work as well as the big moments. If you look at this panel we're looking at now, you've got Bruce charming, charming Bruce doing mm -hmm. his smiley thing. And then at the end, when he's like, right, I'm done with the date, move on, you can see he's got his bat face going on right there. Immediately yeah. switches to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, re it's really good. I absolutely love this book. And I think um, I've liked I've liked Mary Claude Tamaki since she was on the Supergirl being, uh, being Human book a while back. Mm -hmm. so, there you go. Cool. There you go. Four up, four down. What a week. What a week. Yeah. Yes, Matthew, we can see you. It's all I right. know. There's a reason I didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> I just did it. Well, that's fine. What the hell? I, th yeah. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought Shawn Michaels would have been your favorite wrestler. What was his sweet... Although, technically, technically, John Cena does the five. It's the full, full hand. Can I, can I, I tell my punchline? Can I tell my punchline? No! No! <laughs> I would have thought Shawn Michaels would have been your favorite wrestler. What with his sweet chin music? There you go. Oh. <laughs> and that's the bottom line because the machine said so. Uh, that, was that Roddy Piper? I think it was at one point. No, I wonder. I Stone Cold. Uh, was it? Oh, was it? Oh, okay. And that's so the bottom line because Stone Cold. I, I, uh, I, uh, I dropped out. Of, I dropped out when Bret Hart left. So there you go. That's my oh, idea. oh yeah, Survivor Series '97. Yeah, something like that. so yeah. when he left, I was like, done. Next in, in Montreal, right. the Montreal screw job. Oh yeah, that, yeah, 
Yeah, funny enough, again, Sean Michaels. All right, okay. So, Listeners, that, viewers, they keep bullying me. Do something. <laughs> hey, just be, lucky, just be lucky you don't end up like Langstrom. That's all. That's all I'm saying. True. Fair <laughs> I don't have a parasite that I know of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note alright guys thank you very much Josh for spending the time I really do appreciate it yeah. Matthew thanks for hanging out yeah yeah mm. I think I'm being nice <laughs> don't forget to check out the UCPM for all your other favourite parasites I mean podcasts <laughs> including Matthew the... sorry you've thrown me off sorry man <laughs> I'll the other the, the other show that I'm on is called the thing. I'm done. Jank, Jank, Jank. Jank. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the, the Jank Think Tank where we discuss yes. Magic the Gathering, your favorite cards, combos, and even do gameplay every now and then. Cool, Josh. You can see you can see that fellow on there as well. Yep. Uh, we've also got Flipside Focus, uh, which you're gonna want to. Be on the lookout for uh, we've got a special guest coming up on our next cool. episode and a special um, maybe advanced notice uh, breaking news if you will a previous special guest that we have had on the show um, is going to be bringing up a new Kickstarter uh, this is our friend who's created Morgan's Organs uh, book number four will be coming out June 17th um by daniel brody so i i'm a huge fan of this book and i have been since the beginning so big news i'm excited cool i, I like morgan's organs so there you go but yeah flip side focus that's where you'll get all of your independent comic news and of course if you want to know more about detective comics 575 and any book that's older than 25 years you can always check out the old timers comic book show where the hosts aren't old regardless of what matthew and freya say but the comics most certainly are there you go we're all done i've been your host joining the machine hughes and as always adios hasta la pasta